0: Yes, I know what you think of me You
1: never shut up, never 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 shut up
0: Well, hello out there. Can you tell I'm excited? Is it because it's Friday? You bet! It's January 26th of 2024. I'm your host Rose and today it's another fun episode of Fan Favorite Fridays. Today is part two from my trip to Tucson, Arizona over the holidays. The gift I got coming home from that trip was COVID. (laughs) Oh yay, but it was a mild COVID. Last week we talked with Jamie Seretti and you got to hear Jeremiah chime in on that episode as we talked about Hey June. Jupiter, and this week you'll get to hear Jamie chime in as I talk to my best friend in the whole world, Jeremiah Webb, about his chosen favorite, maybe not his favorite, favorite song in the whole world, which is very difficult for him. That may be one place where we differ, or maybe not, but we're talking about Space Talk. I'm here with my bestie in the whole world, Jeremiah Webb. I'm live in Tucson. I flew all the way down here for this.
1: Just to interview me for...
0: (laughs) Just to ask you what your favorite song is. To which, when I said that, he's like, you mean any song? I'm like, well, don't worry. He's like, I know that.
1: (laughs) It's a very... I I know many people listening will relate to that. That's a very difficult for some of us.
0: No, you must pick one.
1: I will. But it won't be easy
0: If you're listening And you don't have A favorite song Like get a favorite song Come on <laughs> New Year's resolution twenty twenty. Yes That's New Year's, right. New Year's resolution. resolution You must Rank everything There must be a favorite And a least favorite Of everything that you do so You what need are to we Fan
1: least favorite too Fan least that favorite That
0: would be great That would be funny It would be interesting Because I think Some of the fan least favorites Are like up there for me In terms yeah. of liking them
1: Yeah it's always shocking when you hear someone's like, "Oh, I can't stand mother," and I'm just.
0: Well, it's oh, funny because people are like, "Oh my god, I love cooling," and I'm like, "This yeah. is definitely cooling." <laughs> <laughs> I
1: cool.
0: Yes, I have cooled. I mean, I get you're it.
1: Sufficiently
0: chilled. <laughs> yes, I'm sufficiently chilled. And if you're hearing laughter in the background, that is also Jamie. It's this is the three of us. Hello. <laughs> Back for more. <laughs>
1: Bad and i promise me. she's just drinking water
0: <laughs> we had salsa we had fish tacos always a good time. A little candy water yes it's always a good time it's always a good time okay <laughs> so i want to say so we met at brugger's in the fall of 96 so we were both working at brugger's bagels which is not a thing in a lot of places but it's, it's a thing in some places yeah and uh like the conversation because i'm not a word i'm not a word like memory person i'm a feeling memory. i'm a kinesthetic so i remember feelings but i remember we were working it was my first week right
1: it was your yeah, first, my week. first week. Yeah. And I'd been there.
0: Oh, so we could pinpoint the, so. the date because you were like, oh, I'm so tired. And I was like, oh, why are you tired? You're like, oh, I went to a concert in Phoenix last night. I'm like, oh my gosh, what concert? He's like, oh, you wouldn't know. And I'm like, no, try <laughs> me. And he's like, oh, so I was like, shut up. She's still around. And then when Jeremiah says, it, and I knew from that. No, the coffee and my boob thing. When I said I was lactating, you're like, we're gonna be friends. And that was. <laughs> I spilled coffee. Tori was a close boob. second. And then Tori, the right? And then boob. and I said, uh, you know, we don't know always what's gonna come out of my mouth when I oh, <laughs> even I don't know. I'm like along for the ride. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fun. And uh, so somebody pointed and out, just and I said, oh, true. I'm lactating. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the rest is history. Exactly. Anyway, so that was like, oh, we're. I think that was like, we're gonna be friends. And then the Tory Mm -hmm. moment, like, oh, you know Tory? Yeah, that's like, yes, you you know Tory was like friends for life.
1: (laughs) Here we are, almost thirty years later.
0: Yeah. Oh my God, can you believe it? Yes, twenty-eight. It'll be. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. so that's how long we've known each other. We went to treated me to my first Tory concert in Phoenix of two thousand one. What a show. Yeah, what a show. That was uh, a great a first show. Little strange little tour. We've seen Tori together on every tour. Mm-hmm. And up until Native Invader, after Native Invader, I moved away. We have listened to every Tori album since Choir Girl mm-hmm. together. Like, first time, saved think, it. Yeah, the yep. first listen was together. Saving it to listen to together. Yeah. So, with all of that history, we'll yeah. try and catch you up on all the inside jokes as they as they emerge (laughs) i think we're good at talking in front of other people we can talk in complete sentences instead of just random (laughs) phrases that communicate a whole lifetime of memories (laughs) so what is the favorite Mm -hmm. tory song that you have selected for us yeah
1: so i have to give honorable mention to a couple so i'm hoping fans will pick these up because they deserve it but just gotta say sister dannet and Father Lucifer, a perfect song.
0: I, I thought you were going to say Sister Janet. I was thinking about it, but I have to go
1: back to my OG mm. because it's the oldest favorite, and that's Space Dog. Oh, yes, Space Dog. Yay. Yeah, that's Space Dog. And because, you know, we're all here together, it just it gets me a little nostalgic, yes. and that's the song I, yeah, I get that's most
0: nostalgic. Right, about. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. When we were in LA in 2011, you got to meet her then, that time, did you? Yeah, for that? the uh, Night of Hunters. To, yeah, the Night of yeah, Hunters, yeah. And you didn't request a song, no. did you? She was like, well, if I was going to request a song, I would request Sister Janet, and she did play it. Psychic Request. Psychic Request, yeah. yeah. But spa- well, yeah. your favorite performance, you weren't there for it, and it was like the sadness of my mm-hmm. life that you mm-hmm. were not in Oakland with me when she mm-hmm. did Space Dog this, with yeah. Back to Life because yes. I know you loved
1: I totally love cheese that like, what was that? 88, 89, like that kind of era as well. I mean, I love all 80s music.
0: 90s, De La Soul, but, right?
1: Um, Soul to Soul, thing. That's you. right. Yeah, no. So I was I was a little devastated to have missed. Yeah. Back to life yeah that's back to reality <laughs> yeah, because oh. i still listen to however do, you know that. Me?
0: however do you need me? oh, oh. My gosh, such a great i mean that was such a great song yeah. but putting it together that's yeah that was really awesome it's really
1: interesting uh, i mean we could talk about that too but yeah. you know why like why those two you know was it just musically but i think there's a little more going on there but
0: yeah well, you know, I've I know I've said that tour is Tori gets her groove back yeah, because that's yeah, totally. 2017 to mm-hmm. 2022, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's definitely yeah. that leg was Tori gets her groove back, and yeah. so you know she's coming back to life, back to reality. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's true. Yeah, good
0: point. She's coming back, but yeah, yeah, that was such a out of the. I remember doing the list when I'm like, wait, what? She's doing what? When she went into I was watching John because I was on John's side. That was my first and only upgrade. And Jeremiah's a huge Kate Bush fan too. Saw her in in London, but so she was doing it was Bliss when she was mixing it with Bliss. And the paramount in Oakland is terrible. Like if you're up close, forget about it. So I you know, at that point we were up at the stage. And you're behind the speakers. So it's really muddy, muddy sound. Mm-hmm. So I can tell the lighting shifted. And I'm like, wait, what's happening? Because this is not bliss lighting. And I'm like, why is the lighting change? And I'm looking, and I'm looking at John Evans, and he's got this shit-eating grin, like, just wait until they figure out what song this is. It was the best, like, I love that moment of he's like, just wait, and he's looking at Tori with that shit-eating grin. And then, you know, then people figured out that it was running up that hill, which I was like, oh, my God. So those Amazing. those mashups, I live oh, yes. for her mashups. It's yes. just awesome. Yeah, it's like a cover, but not even a full cover. So it's just a little taste. But yeah, a anyway. little taste, yeah. But what is your favorite performance of Space It's on? a
1: tough one because it's obviously such a bandy-oriented mm. song, but there's something really special. I pulled out one of my old, I have all the old bootlegs. Remember when we used to go oh, to yeah, the Oh, yeah, the silver bootlegs. The CDs, so Childhood Memories. Oh. Who could forget that, that official bootleg. Um, <laughs> and this is from raleigh july of 94 mm-hmm. and there's something about that particular tour you know it's it's uh, it's kind of first it being first played um solo is actually incredibly um beautiful to me and i like how she opens with the background vocals in the end you know right, so the andromeda and then, yeah and andromeda yeah you know, it's on Navy. And there's something very beautiful about that when it opens oh, and plays goodness. through so so i don't know there's mm-hmm. sort of like a, i have a love for that um and maybe again it's going back to that's what i were heard it first was, you yeah. know, 94 live. And then, uh, but there's also something to be said about the bands and, and with the band versions. I don't know. I have some good memories. I think, was it LA 2017, I think? Well, that was maybe without band. N- oh, that's true. So maybe, maybe I just... Do you like that better? Because I I remember having a really good experience. I think it was the second night she may have played it. But it's also, you know, that was an amazing day where we got to see her and waited in line all day with everybody and had a really good time and met a lot
0: of great people. That's right. And she didn't play Blood Roses even after we sang uh, it to
1: her. But we got Space Dog, so that's
0: nice. Um, Oh, yeah, that's right. It was the second song of the second night. Mm -hmm. Well, definitely, it's a different energy when Mm -hmm. it's with Mm -hmm. the band and – and in person was that 2005 when she did the Navy Girl intro on the organ?
1: Yeah, and there's just something about that kind of opening the song that's very
0: I yes. Know, really I it love it when and, she open when she does yeah. that, and when she opens Space Dog that way. Yeah, me too. Yeah, leads to the next question very easily what's your favorite like lyrical moment mm-hmm. in the song
1: I think that there's a, there are a couple and really the one of the reasons I love it so much it's the perfect blend of kind of a little bit of rock and a little bit of ballad mm-hmm. <laughs> like all one keeps going we, we just talked about this in another conversation but soft hard song soft, soft <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. and yeah. it does kind of bounce back yeah it
0: does. but I
1: like the uh, so sure we were on something and, and moving yes. into that um, so your feet were finally sure. on the ground. I think that's just there's something very tragic and very sweet and very yeah. sad and the song's about a lot of things and nothing all at the same time. So you mean,
0: you mean to tell me it's not when the grapefruit wins?
1: <laughs> I do like the grapefruit is winning. I was going to say in that series of lines I also like the nod to Neil and I think mm-hmm. particularly because um, I was really into Sandman at that time as well oh, yeah. and so having them both together was really great and I kind of loved that he would pop up in each of the albums somewhere. It was yeah. like an Easter egg yeah. before we had that concept of Easter eggs yeah. I think, right? Yeah. And I'd be like, look waiting for it. Every time you hear an album I'm like, where is it gonna be
0: back when you could collect all the neil songs in a show in a concert yeah, yeah and yep and then exactly. not dying today and she was like ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yes. <laughs> can't collect them all now the rarest the rarest the faberge egg of easter eggs is not dying today in uh-huh. right in neil oh, easter right,
1: eggs. right and a lot of those became some of my favorite songs because horses and tear in your hand and yeah again honorable mention is gonna go to the the turtles and the grapefruit. So. Yeah, the
0: turtles and the grapefruit. Yeah. What's your favorite musical moment mm-hmm.
1: then? Actually, like the bridge, kind of in the middle, mm-hmm. Um, where she's uh to the ones you thought were on your side. Dun, dun, dun,
0: dun. To the ones.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of a playful break in <laughs> the middle yeah. song. That's perfect. And bridges have always been my favorite part of Tori's music.
0: Yeah, so. I think a lot of yeah team yeah, bridge yeah, right. Team bridge. Hashtag 100%, team bridge. <laughs> And well, uh, and we've had this conversation, too, about how, you know, every album, there's a song on the album that bridges that is like yes. belongs on the next the album next, yes, yes. that, you know, if you're we listening to the, to the album, song. you hear that and yeah. Space Dog is definitely the Pele, yeah. like the Pele Bridge. Yeah, because it's got that that sense of like deep experimentation Mm -hmm. in it, and you know, back in the '90s, when an artist could get away with putting a song like that on an album, you know, I mean, you can now. I think like Ariana Grande. Um, the light is coming on her "No Tears mm-hmm. Left to Cry" album. It's like this wild, mm-hmm. very experimental song. I'm like, wow, this is. I'm impressed that this is on here. This sounds very different from everything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. But that's an artist who can like really, you know. I mean, she's producing at recording at home and all of that. She can push for yeah. what she wants because she's bringing the the bucks home. Mm-hmm. But most mm-hmm. artists can't mm-hmm. push the envelope anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the reasons we love pre-whatever and you know mm-hmm. there's tori putting mm-hmm. space dog on an album and the execs being like okay mm-hmm. 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 and pushing through with it because yeah it's a totally
1: yeah it doesn't weird song it, it's funny to me it sounds very under the pink yeah you know, on one hand but of all of them it's sort of the crazy the prelude <laughs>
0: <laughs> the prelude,
1: <laughs> the <crazy laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 and the prelude, yeah, but yeah. it it's kind of sticks out on its own. And um, musically, I also enjoy that reverby. Again, going back to the you know, so sure, there's kind of that reverb in the piano, mm-hmm, and it gets mm-hmm. kind of really pretty. And as somebody who loves woo woo and new age music,
0: you and I both love like the weird little nuanced yes, things yes. in we the pick background. Up on all of those things, yes. yeah. Like yeah, they they definitely pick up. We pick up on all of those things. They live in different parts of our body, and we've done interpretive dance to um, "Groove Is in the Heart" by Dua which <laughs> You have to. You have to, right? It's just a
1: begging great to, song. For you to
0: do but that. that whole album, like in oh, all the little perfect. weirdnesses, and so early, Tori has that you know just the fun little nuanced yes. things that are happening in the background yes. like the i've said this, and take to the sky yeah
1: just the, yeah those little yeah
0: or the speaker turning on yeah I was thinking. Yes. at the beginning of reindeer king yes. that yes. like opens the album yes. which i was saying that also happens in swimming pools oh mm-hmm. right Ooh. that noise nice. um yeah but like, that's my favorite part is yeah, yeah. <laughs> that noise because it's like here we yeah. go come join me on this yes. journey i think it's the perfect but you can't really hear it unless you've got headphones on or you've got the it turned up really really loud but it sets for me it's like it sets the stage for of the album or you know for the, mm-hmm. the journey that you're going on but yeah those odd little nuanced mm-hmm. and overlapping lyrics I loved it when she did the overlapping mm-hmm. lyrics Very like much. that yeah. I can't decide which one to put in so I'll do both yeah
1: yeah <laughs> I'll do Father one. Lucifer I'm gonna do a bunch, yeah. <laughs> it's do like a that. bunch. Yeah. yeah
0: have fun trying to decipher this kids <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: especially before internet
0: yeah like, before <laughs> the internet and oh my gosh yeah And why isn't that in here so what color is this song?
1: I feel it's a royal blue. Space a royal blue, but with like flecks occasionally of really like gold or bright mm. bright uh, yellow colors. Yeah. I think it definitely I has that. It kinda has that spacey, I mean, you know, spacey vibe and just very beaming and present, and very bright.
0: Yeah. yeah. Space Dog Lighting is the light, like Christmas, the dot. I was trying to lights. remember that. Yeah. When, yes. she, when she
1: performs it. Yeah,
0: it's I like funny. It. I can, um, as as Jamie can attest to, I can pick out what song it is based on the drums. It's ridiculous. And <laughs> or the lighting. So I'm like, no, no, this is such and such lighting. But yeah, Jamie's sitting next to her. She's like, wait, how do you know <laughs> what song I it is? I just have to say that over the years, you know, if If I'm doing the set list, there have been times, you know, where someone has, or it's the, you know, one of my friends will call me during a show, right? So Mm -hmm. I get to hear a song. And no matter how good the cell phones get at recording something, when you put that on a telephone line, give me a break. Mm It's just horrendous. So FYI, when you get a phone call from a concert, basically, sometimes you can hear like the lyrical line, but most of the time it's the drumbeat. Oh, And so she's gotten really good. I'm like, no, those are the drums for this. No, those are the drums for this. Like when when she came out as Pip in L.A., I was like, she's your cocaine. Which we had also just listened to in the car and and lamented about how like I need to hear that song to get choir girl bingo. Choir girl bingo. (laughs) Yeah, I got choir girl bingo. But yeah, that's that drum line. Yes. But um, yeah, Space Dog has always got like the Mm -hmm. the light. I see it so vividly in my head right now. Yeah. the lights and her on the organ and because and, I think we heard it in 2005 as well didn't we i maybe don't remember I don't remember yeah. I'm not going to look it up either <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like looking it up um so, what's the or what's the story this song tells you? Yeah,
1: I feel like there's a few things happening in Space Dogs. So, and one, I wonder how much is just there's sort of a stream of consciousness running through it mm. that I think she's channeling or something there. But um, I remember the story she told when I was at the show, and you can hear it on a lot of the bootlegs. I think she was flying over like Chicago, and this kind of feeling was coming toward her about this boy who was in a family and nobody understood him. He just was like, how am I part of this lemon pie? Please come in. You know, you got to get me out of here, you know, kind of thing. So I think there's this kind of element of, um, it's, it's sort of a song and and I'll touch on this um, in a little bit, but like, it's a, a little bit about a call to all of those of us. <laughs> didn't really feel like we were in the right families when Mm. those of us who weren't in the right communities, who were not, you know, who maybe just felt a little bit different, a little outcasted maybe. But then, you know, toward the end of the song, when she starts singing about, you know, those girls and, and, I mean, and then that can definitely relate to that as well. But I think it ties back to the theme of under the pink and then about women's relationships with other women and sort of maybe some of the experiences she had and the struggles she had, in her own past and in Mm. her own childhood or adolescence where she didn't maybe feel like she fit in as well
0: yeah it's It's definitely an oddball lyrical song it's interesting that you bring up because i don't know that we've ever talked about this surprisingly about it being like stream of consciousness song because i talked about that with marianne oh yeah and even brought it up When I talked about Mm -hmm. Apollo's rock, this Mm -hmm. sense of like the stream of consciousness Mm -hmm. and with a song like Space Dog, because of the way the song is, I don't think it could be, oh, let's just hit record and capture this song. Mm -hmm. But it may have been one of those things that was like close to already done. And now Mm -hmm. let's add, let's produce it and add because mm-hmm. it's definitely a, a produced song. Oh, yeah. Very produced, yeah, yeah, right. That's
1: not just... A lot and when of working I say stream parts, of consciousness, right, I know? mean, yeah, I mean yeah. more
0: lyrically. But you're right. Like, yeah, but yeah, I, I would wonder yeah, about that. Yeah. Is it... One of the hallmarks of the stream of consciousness songs is that you can't really have a repeating chorus if you're just downloading sure, sure, it. Sure, I mean, maybe you could. Yeah. You definitely could. Because yeah, sometimes yeah. those things will stick a little bit. She yeah. could have a long one like, you know, she... What is it, almost roasting the chorus is very long? Yeah, right. It's like a pre-chorus and then chorus. Yeah. And, you know, see, so those are a little harder when you have that kind of stream of consciousness thing. So it's like, yeah. defi- I can definitely see this. This is a stream of consciousness and I, song with
1: more to it. Yeah, and I guess even beyond the stream of consciousness, you know, when she talks about her songs being like filaments of light and starting mm-hmm. at that, I think Space Dog is a good example of that. Like you, oh, you yeah. can really sense that versus sitting down and really crafting a written song because it kind of goes in a few directions, and it also feels very personal to her in some ways too. Yeah. I think when with the Patty Smith reference, that there's just some things yeah. from her own past and her relationship with Neil. It's
0: yeah. Right, yeah. what we're gonna write from our perspective. Right, Tori should have been a painter too. I'd love uh, to see. Oh,
1: absolutely! You know, and, and I mean, it, she's
0: interpreting these filaments of light. but yeah. I'd love to see. I'm
1: glad you said that because I feel like Space Dog is very much a painting. It's very mm-hmm. much and much of under the paint. Really is. It's you know, she talks about it being impressionistic, and I think that was a really good description well, of that record.
0: Like some of Brian Froud's oh. work, mm-hmm. and not like the critters and the creatures but i'm specifically thinking of his uh, one of his decks and he has those mm. they're like Light beings, almost. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I'm thinking, like, yes. oh, what, what is this actually? What does this actually look like? Because we hear the story of the filament, maybe, but I, what I think, does it what look does like? Because I mean, like, sonically, yeah, yeah, we know what it looks like. We know what it sounds like, mm-hmm. but we don't know what they look like. And I would love to see what she sees. Me too. You know, or is it like I always imagine that the gold dust, the Isabel. That greets her in Gold Dust mm-hmm. is when she's walking. And Isabel's like walks down next to the fountain. Do you remember in Contact with Jodie Foster mm. when she's like arrived at the planet? She's on the beach, yes, and she yeah, can he, see this thing kind of, of coming towards her. In. Yeah, he yeah, kind of fizzles yeah, in. Yeah, yes. so this is what I imagine yeah. that looks like. Yeah, yeah, but that's also borderline. What my migraine auras look like? Yes, borderline. <laughs> <laughs> So how does this song then fit into the greater story of your life?
1: Mm-hmm. I think, you know, talking about feeling different and feeling a lot. So this would have come out when I was a sophomore in high school-ish. And I, um, for me, I would spend, and I know Rose will know this well, because she spent a lot of time there too. I would take off because I hated high school. And the Tucson wasn't a... A really great place to be a teenager, a gay teenager. So in the nineties. So and so I would take off into the mountains and this Catalinas, and Catalina's up north here, into Pima Canyon. And I would walk up there. And at that time it had just come out. So it actually was great because I just discovered that and Hounds of Love at the right. same time by Kate Bush. So just musical orgasm <laughs> so um so I would take that up and listen and space dog was one that deeply deeply affected me because I felt like I was that guy she I think a lot of us probably I think if you were to talk to other fans and and maybe in particularly gay fans I don't know but really felt like I was the one she was you know, referring to, where he felt, I have very different beliefs than my family. I have very different perspectives than a lot of my peers at the time. And, uh, And it was a very, very challenging and lonely time. And so hearing that song, you know, it's just another reason to connect to Tori. So I think it really, at least when it came out, that was where that deep connection came in and and always feeling like you were so sure you were onto something or that you were on some yeah, side of right. ground, just to kind of have it constantly shaken yeah. and uh, falling underneath you was really tough.
0: Yeah. All, all the times we went out to Pima Canyon, we never listened to Under the Pink True, Air. It's really interesting. Did we, we listen to I don't think we music were, though? I no, think we, we so, did We were
1: just so actively you know conversing you know talking
0: yeah and then and listen you know tucson is the desert so this is like waking up at like four in the morning so you could hike out so <laughs> you could be done at like yep. 10 o'clock you better you be get coming out of down yeah, at yeah, 9 30 get out of there at 10 o'clock you're gonna morning. be helicoptered out yeah oh my gosh yeah how does your past experience influence your relationship with the song?
1: Yeah, so so the great thing about that, you know, that's kind of a sad story, you know, all that. But it's great because now when I hear it, I see how much I've healed, and I see how mm. much I've found my people. I have found, you know, place in you know not only this community in the world, and and now it's great because I get to hear it. It's it's a reminder, but it's I get to enjoy the playfulness of it now, mm. and sort of see it from a whole other perspective and i can there are very few children in my life but those who are in my life i'm really cognizant about holding space for them and being Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like kind of being that remembering what it was like to
0: go through some of those things and yeah to be so alone yes yeah feel so alone yeah
1: and it's great because i just i don't feel that way anymore like it's that's all and when i am alone
0: it's enjoyable.
1: Mm-hmm. I enjoy my solitude. Mm-hmm. And it's just a very different feeling because I'm not alone, you know, in my heart and my soul. So
0: there's this concept of it's like spiritual aloneness, yeah. spiritual loneliness. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, we think we hear loneliness as like you know, gosh, it's a really hard place to be, and this and that. But when within the concept of practicing long-term yoga practice, mm-hmm. it's to realize you're like the profound aloneness mm-hmm. of things, mm-hmm. and that again, it neither it it just is. It's neither good nor bad. It's just mm-hmm. a thing mm-hmm. that happens, and um, that there's this sense that you're very, very alone. Mm-hmm. But to be alone is not to be lonely, kind right, of deal. Right. I'm not doing a very good job of explaining it. Yeah, it's it's a little more. Good. I'm like we're we're tasting it. It's a little yeah. more. Um, my uh, one of the, the Swami Pramananda who was mm-hmm. teaching that. It's very like, oh wow, I really it touched on like something deep. Like oh, that's interesting. This this sense of mm-hmm. profound aloneness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but not the you know you're choosing to be alone.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to you know an early conversation we were having with Jamie is that you don't necessarily feel things at the same like the the depth of feeling yes. changes mm-hmm. like it's you you still have a depth of feeling mm-hmm. but it's not I don't know I don't know about you but when I was a teenager things were constantly t- like sort of tinged with this deep melancholy or something yeah. like it was just that and that does kind of you know not for everybody but yeah. I know for me it's kind of um, I don't say like hasn't numbed it's just sort of naturally stabilized
0: yeah you're you're wise enough to know that there's more than just that you know momentary emotion yes Yes. and wise enough at least to begin making the decision to not get carried away with those emotions yes
1: time can be very healing that way yeah again i know not for everyone
0: youth is well I mean just in terms of neurology youth is mm-hmm. is all yes. about reaction yes. and quick yes. reaction time like you'll never beat the reaction time of someone who's young oh. but and then age as the brain ages the brain you know develops these pathways patterns mm-hmm. samskaras mm-hmm. of action and they're based on Lots of, of gathered wisdom, and they're based on knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, an older brain does not react as fast to something. But it makes the wise decision. So the young brain reacts Mm -hmm. to things. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, like, you know, you're in deeper than you mean to be. and Mm -hmm. Or, you know, like, oh, you thought you were on, right? So sure, I was on solid ground. But, oh, shit, I'm not on solid ground. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, because they've just leapt in response to the stimulus. And Mm -hmm. because we're older and our reaction time is slower, we actually, you know, our thought process is still there and so we have a little more time mm-hmm. the minutiae of time the nanoseconds of time to call on our wisdom and so we don't react the mm-hmm. same way and mm-hmm. you know if you're really working on things then you're not you're no longer driven by reactions mm-hmm. you're actually responding to things mm-hmm. that like, you're you know mm, wow what you're sharing with me is really interesting I need a moment to think about that before I respond to you mm-hmm. instead of just, wow. Well, right. <laughs> yeah. you know, I heard that one word and it triggered this response in my mind and so I'm just going to react to that one word. And age is the process of, and again, right. It doesn't necessarily mean that as you age, that that's going to happen. <laughs> Cause I can guarantee or, you, I'm working. I work with people all the time where, you know, they're a lot older and they hear that one word and they're just off and you're like, wait a second, let's back up a second. So it does, it does take a certain amount of cultivation to not get carried away by your emotions <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jamie's emphatically <laughs> nodding. Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, this is the this is why you know. I mean, yoga teaches this. Therapy teaches mm-hmm. us this. These these things are you know. I mean, we ultimately have to make the choice. Mm-hmm. Do I want to get carried away by my emotions and stuck in my reactions, or do I want to be in a place where my emotions are things that happen to me, mm-hmm. but I make decisions. That may or may not even be informed by those emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think too, honestly, you can see that in Tori's music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not as reactionary anymore. It's mm-hmm. this right. really deeply yes. thought out process. Yeah. And, you know, which is why I was watching something the other day, you know, artists, and they're just not as good as they once used to be. And, <laughs> and why are they making music like that? And I think that's, you know, to be an artist, you cannot be a successful artist and just flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah. There's a lot of work, like my former sister-in-law ran an art gallery. And she said, that the starving artist thing is a myth. She's like, These people are not loners. They are working hard. They're pushing themselves like successful artists are really out there pushing their work, talking about their work, doing things. So you have to and there's a growth because you're not gonna get the next album. You know, how many times can you write right pele i mean i can't think of an artist who had like oh they did this with one album then they did it again and did it again and you're just bored with it you know it's like okay right everybody loves look i've seen zz top multiple times Mm -hmm. i love zz top Mm -hmm. i have a zz top tattoo I didn't know this about you you didn't know this about I know (laughs) the random things I've said this you'll hear this many times Tori is the aberration of my musical taste (laughs) it's one of the reasons for I'm not a ballady person because I Mm -hmm. really like Mm -hmm. heavier more intense music Mm -hmm. yeah it's easy I mean they've had albums that came out after eliminator but you go see them live and they're playing a lot of their older stuff because you know as they said their words not mine it's the same three chords repackaged (laughs) how many how many times can you do that and say Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. new right right you can't write pele 50 Mm -hmm. times it's Mm -hmm. gonna it's not gonna be Mm -hmm. good so there's your lesson don't get stuck in the old Mm -hmm. new Mm -hmm. perspectives yeah her promo for Unrepentant Geraldine's, I fucking loved that promo discussion of... Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I have yes. made whole decisions, yes. and but that, right. you know, we have to be unrepentant about changing our minds. Yes. You have to open your perspective. And, you know, I mean, that's Everybody 2014. So mm-hmm. she's writing an album in 2014 talking about, or she wrote it in 2013, I'm sure. She's talking about it in 2014. And it's really this plea. I mean, I know... Gosh, that was almost 10 years ago. Good Lord. But that was... I'm sure it was, I mean, I definitely was happening early, but that was a big mm-hmm. beginning of discussion around mm-hmm. pronouns, was mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. starting to push towards the mm-hmm. forefront. And again and again, I've seen that Tori's really ahead of her time, mm-hmm. and there she is. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you got to learn something new. You know, just because it's new information doesn't mean that's wrong. Yeah, so Space Dog, way back at the beginning.
1: <laughs> mm, way back.
0: Bringing us into that profound loneliness and speaking to that sense of disconnection well you, you know energetically the music mm-hmm. then it was mm-hmm. a little disconnected mm-hmm. i had a hard time with that with parts of it for sure mm-hmm. because it was a little dis- it's, disjointed it's disjointed for me yeah, it sure it's is. musically yeah. disjointed mm-hmm. and i had a I have a hard time listening to that mm-hmm. anything else to say about mm-hmm. space dog i don't
1: think so i hope i just hope i'm thrilled it comes up Has it come up every tour right
0: no, you, she it did not show up okay, on Night so of Hunters. The one. That's interesting, That's the one. according to Tory so, Set.
1: Yeah, but other than that, I mean, it's it, I'm just thrilled. Nobody that it comes requested
0: space drug for. Like, Maybe it just wasn't the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it would have been a spectacular. Mm-hmm. So everybody needs to listen to ninety four. What is it, Raleigh? What's the date on that?
1: Uh, July 29th. July twenty ninth. She opens the show. It's interesting.
0: July 29th, 1994, in Raleigh, North Carolina. And then, of course, you have to go watch a bootleg of, or watch a video yes. with Back to Life. Yes. Just the most random. What? <laughs> I love it when she just mm-hmm. pulls out these totally yeah, rando terrible. mashup mixes. So, anyway. Great. All right. Well, thank you, love, for being thank you. on the show. We you, love you. Where are we supposed to follow you?
1: I'm on Instagram at Gray Skies On My Mind. That's Grace gray with an E. God.
0: It's nothing
1: but gray skies.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's all <laughs> I, I want. That's all I want. Gray skies. <laughs> and yet I can't talk him into moving to <laughs> BFE Oregon. I wonder why. I wonder why. Wow. Thanks, Past Rose. Thanks, Jeremiah. Thanks, Jamie. That was a, an enlightening episode of Fan Favorite Friday's. If you want to be a part of Fan Favorite Fridays, make sure that you send us an email at songsoftoryamos at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. I'd love to sit down and talk to you if I can. Otherwise, I'll just talk to you over the internet. Make sure you follow us on the socials. Make sure you sign up for a Patreon. And now make sure you go listen to Tori. See you next week. Bye.